guys, it's Ava, and welcome back to Not Your Average TV Junkie Podcast. Once again, I do not have my microphone, so I'm using my AirPods, and I know that at the end of last episode, there was, like, a weird period of time that it was, like, you could barely hear me. It was really soft. If you just, like, cranked your phone volume, it would be fine, but it was, like, really jarring between one clip to the next. So I'm hoping that does not happen again, but I will be working towards getting my microphone back up and running. It's here somewhere. I just, once again, was, like, I don't have the energy for setting up the entire microphone because I'm still pieces are in different places, long story short. So anyways, welcome back to Not Your Average TV Junkie. Today is part two of my 2021 recap series, part two of three. And in this episode, I will be talking about the best and all the TV shows I watched in 2021. So essentially the main shows that I watch, like all the seasons of Netflix, Hulu, like that kind of like many seasons, older TV shows, I have kind of like a little in-depth analysis. I have a couple of questions I'm answering about each one. Then I will talk a little bit about the like shows that aired during the year that I watched or just partial shows that I watched. And this does not include if I like rewatched bits and pieces of stuff because at no point during the year that I can recall did I rewatch an entire series start to finish. And there is a small chance that I am forgetting something I watched because I tried to go back and neither Netflix or Hulu that I know of have watch histories. So I was like, let me go back and see everything I watched not available apparently so if you're listening Netflix and Hulu which you're definitely not but if you're listening you should add that feature for people probably I would be the only one who really cares but I like I would like to look back and see exactly what I watched over the course of a year or whatever even like a Spotify wrapped from Hulu and Netflix like if you're listening I hire me I have so many ideas anyway so I could be missing something I'm not entirely sure which is kind of annoying but I'm like scoured through like different places I would have talked about TV shows I was watching, and I think I kind of got the big ones here and now, so I am excited about that, and I think that is all the intro I have for you guys. I did, like I said, did like some partial rewatches, I feel like especially towards the beginning of the year, because I was looking back and I was like, there's no way it took me this long to watch just these couple of TV shows, but I was like, well, I was probably rewatching this, and I was watching these that were airing, so like I said, I know I did, like, I rewatched, like, half of Parenthood, so that's up there. I watched, like, seasons one through four at some point during the year, so I'm not going to talk about that because I have talked a lot about Parenthood before. So if you're interested in that, you can scroll back. I definitely talked about that a lot, I think, in 2020, and then I also, like, rewatched like, I think a couple seasons of One Tree Hill. I didn't watch nearly all of it. I rewatched seasons one through four of Gilmore Girls at the beginning of the year, which, again, I talk about a lot in other episodes. If you're interested in any of those, I have plenty of talking points on them in other episodes, mostly that probably came out in 2020, because I think most of those shows I either talked about a lot in 2020 or I watched for the first time in 2020, so go back if you're interested in that. Without further ado, let's get into the TV shows I watched start to finish in 2021. So to start off the year, I watched Dawson's Creek, and fun fact, I actually never finished it. I only watched through the end of season five, and I will talk a little bit more about like how that happened and why that kind of happened, but honestly, I don't foresee myself finishing it anytime soon so I was like let's just throw it in here it was at the very beginning of 2021 I remember watching it like on New Year's Day 
with my best friend Rachel, and I don't think she ever finished it either, so just that's kind of something to keep in mind. But so I'm going to answer a couple of questions about each of the like big shows I'm talking about and then give you a little more. So my favorite character from Dawson's Creek, I kind of have a lot, but I said I really like Joey and Pacey, so those two, and then I loved Andy, and I know she was only on the show like maybe seasons two and three or something like that, but I like her storylines. I know in the end she got like a little weird, but I hated the way they wrote her that way, and I'm like, I still, still a big fan, and I also really liked Jen. Um, my favorite relationship was, honestly, you're gonna, you're gonna laugh. I loved Andy so much, and I love Andy and Pacey together, but I love Pacey and Joey, like, when push comes to so, like I said, I haven't seen season six, but, like, prior to that, towards the end of the series, Pacey and Joey, like, okay, I, I would definitely prefer them to Joey and Dawson, big no, no thank you, but I loved Pacey and Andy, so, like, if I had to pick a favorite relationship, it would be them. So I'm doing top three, bottom three for each of these shows. Some of them are like a bottom one or bottom two. Some have, but they're all top three and then a couple bottoms. So top three, one, I really liked the small town they started in and grew up in. The town, Well, I know it was filmed in Wilmington, South Carolina, which is also where One Tree Hill was filmed. I feel like One Tree Hill did a much better job with that, but that's just me. But um, the small town vibes that the show did, like, create, I really enjoyed. Or two, they dealt with a lot of really important topics very early. Like, the show came out pre-2000, so it's been out for a while, and it was kind of ahead of its time in some of the things it did talk about, because a lot of shows weren't just there yet. Um, honestly, that's why I loved Andy so much. Her storyline of, like, losing her brother and dealing with all the mental illnesses she did was groundbreaking at the time, and now it, it would not be. But when that came out, that was kind of one of the first characters that really explored that in depth, and especially as a teenager and not as an adult, so I really appreciated that. And that is, like, my main reason I love Andy, but also she gets too much hate, okay? Um, and number three, especially in the beginning, the show had, like, this magical freedom about it, and it, I don't know, I just, that's, like, the best way I can describe it, is these kids were just, like, they were going to school and living their lives, and it was hard and challenging, like it is, but it was almost just this, like, magical freedom that they had in their world, and I thought that was really interesting. I also really liked kind of going back to my second point was like just Joey's upbringing and how um, her mom had died and she was living with her sister and she was struggling to get money for college. And that kind of thing was also, I feel like very, I, I don't want to say that was necessarily ahead of its time because I don't know that that would be true. But I do think that was also like just really important conversations that were happening before, before that was really a thing. So my bottom things are number one, which I talked about a little bit, the ending, like by the time we got like season five, it was so slow. Like, I feel like, okay, this is how I can describe it. It was pushed and pushed and pushed, which was really good at the beginning. And then it like halted. And then they were trying to unhalt it. And it just was slow and slow. And I was like, this is dragging on. Like I said, I have not seen season six. So maybe season six was like, straight from Jesus. I have no idea. But it was, <laughs> the ending was so slow. And I just like fell out of it. And number two, I literally hated Dawson. I think he was a terrible main character. And he, like, the show is named after him, and I feel like I did not like him at all. I did not like him with Joey, and I just kind of feel like, I don't know, I did not, I feel like a lot of the decisions he made were just, like, I, I was, like, that was really stupid, Dawson. And I feel like when the show is named after someone and is, like, the main character, he should have some redeeming qualities. And I really felt like Dawson had zero redeeming qualities. So my overall rating is a 7 out of 10. 
I would recommend it, especially, like, the first, like, three or four seasons are really good, and then, like, maybe you don't need to watch the ending, and I probably won't watch it again. So, that's what I have to say. Um, my next show I watched all the way through, and uh, these are not totally in order. I think the first couple are, so I did watch Dawson's Creek right at the beginning of the year, and then I watched Friday Night Lights. My favorite character was none other than Mrs. Tammy Taylor. I love her. I will get into that more because literally I love her. She was a fantastic character. I also really liked Landry, and my favorite relationship was Landry and Tyra, and I know that was like, I don't know, that wasn't supposed to be like a main relationship, like they didn't end together, but I was like, I love Landry and Tyra, so I really wish they did. Uh, Top three, bottom three, my number one is the life and legacy of Tammy Taylor, which is what I said. Um, She is just like this incredible force, and I think she brought a new light on the typical Texas Southern woman who's the wife of a football coach, like that kind of thing. I think in the time and the place of the show, there is some, there is this very like conformative idea of that character of a Southern woman who's married to the football coach who has kids and all of this. And I think she was such her own person and not afraid to tell Coach Taylor, like, look, I have my own dreams. I'm doing my own work and I'm not giving up everything for you. We are an equal relationship. Like some of the time it's on you, your football team. That's great. Some of the time it's got to be on me. And I think that was like, incredible and groundbreaking and I don't know like number one Mrs. Taylor fan over here um number two show was about football but it was not just about football and I really appreciated that because I feel like the first episode the show could have gone very this is this show is completely and utterly about football and we're gonna talk about football and we're gonna play football and that's all we're gonna get and I think it did a really great job of not just being about football and they talked a lot about the town and how football brought them together and apart a lot of the times and I think that was really interesting so I really appreciated that and I also really like how they progress in later seasons with the stories and the same characters but it wasn't like we were living the same season over and over again because I feel like sometimes shows when they're trying to keep their like initial characters and initial people they're just living the same thing over and over again I felt a little bit like that with Glee when they came were back in Ohio and not in the New York scenes I felt like they were kind of just living the same things over and over but I feel like um Friday Night Lights did a really good job of that and I also appreciate how it was like a traditional Texas southern town But at the same time, it wasn't. And there was a lot of people who didn't fit that mold and who were doing their own thing. And I really liked that. Um, I have a couple bottoms. Number one, the ages of the characters were so inconsistent. It made no sense. They were doing, like, the seasons in terms of school years, which was fine. Like, season one, like, some of the characters are freshmen, some are sophomores, juniors, etc. And then the next season, they progressed. But it didn't. It wasn't consistent. Like, there were characters who were clearly not freshmen in season one and were still, like, juniors in season three. And you're like, how they've been in high school forever. And I feel like there was some of that where it was like, why there's no possible way this person's still a sophomore. Like, we're not progressing. And so I feel like there was, like, just that inconsistency with ages, and it drove me nuts. And also, there was a weird inconsistency. I'm pretty sure it was, like, between seasons three and four where – the story like abruptly ended and then picked up way later and we were like how did we get here and i did realize later that it was during the writer's strike so i feel like that actually had a lot to do with like 
they were, they kind of like had to halt the season a little earlier than they were expecting to because of the writer's strike. And so it didn't get to finish out. And then they were like already prepping the next season or something. And so they just picked up where they were supposed to, supposed to pick up. But because of the writer's strike, the last season left like a bunch of like choppiness. And they tried to like fix it. I feel like give us like reasons. Like I remember it was like a championship. Like one of the players got hurt, but we didn't even know like they lost, but we didn't know why. And we didn't know why this player was hurt because we never saw the championship. And we we're like, isn't this like what the whole show is building up to is these football championships. And then suddenly like, no, it, it was not there. So with that, I thought was really weird, but whatever. Um, my overall rating is a nine and a half out of 10. And I would totally recommend you watch it. And I probably will rewatch the entire series again. Uh, the next show I watched, which this is where the um, area or the order gets fuzzy, is Schitt's Creek, which was absolutely fantastic. Um, my favorite character, I literally love all of the main four, and Stevie, and also Twyla, and also some of the other characters. If I had to pick out of the main four, I would probably pick David with like the huge caveat that I love them all. My favorite relationship is probably David and Patrick. I would also say like. Moira, but I don't know. I Yeah, my favorite relationship, I'd have to say, was David and Patrick. Top three, bottom three. Number one, the show is absolutely hilarious. Like, every episode, there is, like, it's just genuinely really funny. I ha- did actually watch it when I was here, and my roommate is always like, what are you laughing at? Like, what are you watching? I need to watch this show. Like, you're always laughing. I was like, it's Shit's Creek. You need to watch it. So I can't believe, first of all, it's taken me this long to watch the show. I'd seen bits and pieces of it, to be fair. Like, since probably it came out, I'd watched little bits and pieces. I'd seen, like, a little bit of season, like, three or four, but I never watched it start to finish. Actually, what inspired me was in my one of my acting classes, we did an exercise where we had to, like, be, like, a person or a character. I was Lorelai Gilmore, but one of my friends played, um, gosh, well, I'm blanking on her name what is wrong with me? Alexis. I was like, what is happening? Played Alexis and she did such a great job. And I was like, oh my gosh, I really need to watch this show start to finish. So that is what I did. Um, what did I talk about? Oh, that, I, that was just number one. Number two, all the characters are like kind of the worst in the beginning. Like they all kind of suck for a hot second there. And then you end up loving them all and you legit want to live in this like pretty crappy town in this crappy motel. And I think that's, like, really, that speaks to the writing that, like, in the beginning, you're, like, these people are all so stuck up and pretentious. And then by the end, you're, like, I love them all. So I feel like that's definitely, that definitely speaks to the show and speaks to the writing. And honestly, like, past that, I can't even put my finger on why it was so good. Like, it's just easy to watch. And the characters are all really likable and funny. And I would just like a million times out of 10 recommend if you haven't already, like if you've been living under a rock and haven't seen any of it, like run, do not walk to watch the show. It is on Netflix. I don't really have a bottom. The one thing I can think of is for a hot minute in, in the beginning, I found Roland super creepy. I was like, this guy is real creepy. Like I didn't, I did not like him as a character like at all. And I felt like everyone else was so like fun and likable. And I was like, this guy's creepy. Towards the end, I felt like he was not really creepy. I still was, like, never a big fan of this guy, but I really thought he was creepy. Um, My overall rating, I mean, I already said a million out of ten. I rated it a hundred out of ten because I felt like that was more realistic. Maybe, like, an eleven out of ten, but totally would recommend. Totally will watch and watch and watch again. Uh, The next show I watched, which was actually pre-Shits Creek, but whatever, was Modern Family. My 
I, again, this was a show I'd seen bits and pieces of probably a little less than Schitt's Creek, but I had never watched start to finish before this year. I think this, I watched this over the summer. Um, favorite characters. If I had to pick, I think the two I would go with, I really loved Gloria and I also really liked Mitch. Those would probably be my two. I also like adore Sofia Vergara, so I think that had a lot to do with me loving Gloria, but it's fine. My favorite relationship, again, I picked two. I love Mitch and Cam, and I also, in, like, the weirdest way, I love Gloria and Jay. I think it's, like, their relationship is kind of strange, but I also really love it. Top three, bottom three, uh, number one, this is just, like, another great lighthearted comedy. It's funny, the characters are really likable, there's good storylines, so that's just, like, I feel like that's kind of all I talked about in my top three. I don't have, again, like, anything I can put my finger on with, like, these comedy shows. It's just they're funny and they're good or they're not. And I feel like Schitt's Creek and Modern Family are two, like, 30-minute comedies that are both really, really good. I also really liked how the show gave this representation, but it wasn't forceful. Because I feel like there are definitely shows that try and do all this representation and all these social issues which is great but it's so forced that you're like that's that it feels forced and it doesn't feel real and I feel like Modern Family did a really good job of making it not forced and all the characters were very different people but they were all very realistic and I think that was also something that was very critical to the show's success um my one bottom thing is there were some storylines that were like in an episode in two episodes and then they just like halted and like the the storyline was dropped and it was like wait that was like a good storyline we could have carried that out throughout half a season or something just like bits and pieces of it and it just like dropped out and I think that's a little bit to do with like the formatting of the 30 minute comedy kind of new storylines new like running jokes throughout the episode but still it doesn't just like it is still a continuous story so I feel like kind of including more of that would have been better in my opinion um I overall rated it a 9 out of 10 I would totally recommend it and I will probably rewatch bits and pieces of it I watched like half of season like six or something on the airplane coming home um but I don't think I will ever like watch the whole thing I don't know there's like nine seasons or maybe even 11 there's a lot of seasons, and I don't think I will at any point in the near future watch it start to finish again. The next show, I was like, hmm, maybe this will be a short episode. I'm already 20 minutes in, and I still have, like, a lot more to talk about. So hopefully this episode will be a little bit shorter than the last one, which was, like, just under an hour. But I'm going to pick up the pace. So next we have The Fosters. Um, also, I realized I haven't explained really the, like synopsis of any of these tv shows so i'm just hoping you've heard of them i'm i guess i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna quickly do that so dawson's creek is like a late 90s very early 2000s like teen drama these kids they live in like i don't even remember where they live i want to say like massachusetts or something like it's not cape cod but i feel like it kind of gives like that vibe of like on like a lake and that's kind of like the vibe it gives and they just dawson is this like film buff he wants to do movies and his best friends Joey and Pacey and then Jen moves in and it's just kind of like that kind of teen drama and obviously it progresses from there Friday Night Lights is about a high school football team that's basically all you need to know I feel like you probably gathered that Schitt's Creek is about a family of four that essentially loses all their money and has to move to this like 
crappy town in this really crappy motel, which um, one of the characters bought for his son. And then when they lost everything, the only thing they didn't lose was the town. So that's where they ended up. Modern Family is essentially, yeah, just like about a modern family. It's three different like clusters of like households and they're all related and it just kind of follows them and their kids and all of that. Okay, we're back to the Fosters since I like didn't synopsis you on any of the shows. Um, okay, so the Fosters is essentially about Steph and Lena who are at the beginning not married, but they eventually get married. And they have one Steph's biological son from a previous marriage. They have adopted uh, the twins, uh, Mariana and Jesus, and then they are fostering two, uh, two more kids who are siblings and it kind of just follows their family. Let's proceed. Um, my favorite character, I have two, is Mariana and Steph. My favorite relationship is Steph and Lena. Um, top three, bottom three. One, this is very specific, but I loved how for most of the series, Steph was a police officer. And I feel like that gave like another side and light to that profession that I really appreciated because she's not the typical police officer I feel like you see on TV. And I think that was really great. Uh, number two, um, I loved the life this show showed, showned on foster kids and adoption. Um, I think they did a really great job of showing, like, all the amazing things about being adopted into a family, like with Mariana and Jesus, but also how there are a lot of people who abuse it and how the system is really screwed up in a lot of ways. And I feel like it showcased both really well. And I think that's something that's not showcased on TV a lot. I think The Fosters was kind of the first show that really the whole like heart and purpose of the show was that that system and how families are created and torn apart through um foster care and adoption so i think that was like really they did a really great job with that number three i loved it it was just like a big messy family and they had their crazy moments the kids you know did bad things and the parents did things that were wrong but in the end it was one big family and they loved each other and i really did enjoy all the characters and again I think they did a really good job of showing that representation and dealing with real world issues but not like forcing it to where you're like that's not realistic like they're forcing that point I feel like they didn't do that I think they did a really good job with that um my bottom is one um and honestly this isn't really the show's fault I'm sure like things went down behind the scenes but I do not like how they replaced the actor for Jesus like the change did not do it for me it seemed First of all, it was also, like, when the change happened, it made, it was, like, between seasons, but the way they kind of, like, did it was, like, huh? Like, he, you think, like, for a second he might be dead, and then he comes back, and it's not the same actor, so it's just, like, kind of confusing, so I feel like they could have done, like, if that was, like, an unforeseeable has-to-happen situation, which I feel like it probably was, because that is not ideal for, like, a main character on a show like that to be switched, they could have done the change a little more seamlessly. Uh, number two... I could not stand, absolutely hated Brandon and Callie's relationship from the start. They should not have even gone there, like, pre, like, regardless of if she was adopted. Once he was her foster sister, in episode one, it's done. It should have been it. I just feel like it was so, I don't know, I really, really did not like that. Like, the, and then it kept going. Like, I get maybe in season one, the, like, push and shove of, like, they're foster siblings, but, like, they also like each other because they aren't related. But then by season four, when we're just, like, still milking the storyline of, like, will they, won't they? I'm like, they won't. 
we're done. Like, that's kind of how I felt. I don't know. I felt like it was pushed way too hard by the end. I was like, I absolutely hate this relationship. Please stop talking about it. And eventually, I feel like we moved on, but it took us way too long. Uh, my overall rating is an 8.5 out of 10. I would definitely recommend it. And I put that maybe I would rewatch it. I don't know. I probably wouldn't rewatch it start to finish, but maybe bits and pieces. I'm not really sure. And then lastly, this is um, the show I just finished as of like the other day. Um, and that is a million little things. So technically I started it in 2021, but finished it like the second week of 2022. But I'm going to talk about it since we are here. My, oh yeah, A Million Little Things is about uh, essentially just a group of friends who go through a really devastating loss, like right at the beginning and how they pick themselves back up and they work through that. And it just kind of, you know, the storylines move on from there. My favorite characters are Gary and Maggie, who are also my favorite relationship. I love, Gary and Maggie love, like seriously, both of them have my heart. Um, I also love Regina and Rome. Um, top three, bottom three, number one for top, they covered and dealt with all the things. Basically every every hard topic, death, loss, suicide, like all the social justice issues, Black Lives Matter, all of that they dealt with. And for the most part, they did it very well. There were a couple of things that felt a little forced, but overarchingly, they did a very good job. Um, number two, they did the pandemic very well. I was extremely worried because we all lived through it. I don't particularly need to watch a TV show dealing with something I just lived through. And I get both sides of that because I was watching a TikTok the other day and it, someone had done like, you know, some guitar chords and said, this is my ending to a coming age movie. And then people did different voiceovers. I don't know. You might have seen it. And someone was like, you know, it didn't go how I expected it, and they were talking about, like, graduating in 2020, and I think all of us who are in high school and or college at any point during the last three years through now have lost a lot, but someone was like, well, we haven't seen stories like ours in movies. Like, we never, we haven't seen, like, the people who lost their high school or college years to the pandemic, and while I agree that maybe it would be nice to see that, like, there's someone who went through, you know, on a screen exactly what I did. But at the same time, we all, we literally all lived it. Every high school, college student from 2020 to now and probably in the future are in the same boat. And so I feel like we don't need to watch what we all know we went through. So I think that that was something, I don't even know like how I got on this tangent, but I was thinking that when I was, they were covering the pandemic, like I get it, you're doing a TV show in 2020, 2021, that's a very real part of everyone's world. And so I think it would be not a good idea to dismiss it completely. But at the same time, I'm like, I am here right now living this. I don't need to see other people living it fakely. Like, I don't know, you know, on a screen when all the people around me are also living it. So I feel like that worried me a little bit. I was like, Ugh, it's just going to be all about the pandemic, but it wasn't. And that's what I think they did really well. We talked about it. It was there. People wore masks. You know, the thing I found really funny is they would have their mask on as they walked up to their friend's doors, like outside, knock on the door, come inside and take the mask off. You're not, how many people are you running into in the walk from the car to the door when you're outside? Like you probably don't need the mask. And then they put, they put the mask on though for that part. And then when they come inside the door, they take the mask off when they're actually seeing people. I was like, 
Um, that makes no sense. That's very unrealistic. Like, especially me right now, my college has a mask mandate, which totally in support of, but it's not required outside. So it's really cold out though. So sometimes I do wear the mask outside, but like in the summer, you know, you don't, it's really hot. You're not really seeing a lot of people when you're walking, you're outside, you don't wear the mask. Then you put the mask on to come in the building. So I just thought it was really funny that they did the opposite. And I think a lot of that had to do with like logistics filming you don't want to watch two people have a very hard heart-wrenching conversation with masks on inside because it's still a tv show but i just thought it was really funny that they made the point to wear the mask from the walk to the from the car to the door and then take the mask off when they got inside i just thought that was really funny but they did like that was really good that they did with the pandemic because it wasn't like the whole time everyone was in masks and it wasn't like a huge thing. There were bits and pieces of it, especially in season three that were like very, you could tell they were in, you know, COVID times, but it wasn't like the whole show was not revolved around COVID. And I think they did a really good job with that. One thing I will say is season four, which is um, on winter hiatus right now. So I've watched through winter hiatus and then obviously I haven't seen what hasn't come out yet, but, um, pandemic has vanished (laughs) it's just like really funny because at the very beginning of season four i won't give too much away someone's in the hospital no one's wearing masks like and i know it's just it's a show so i know what they were trying to do they were kind of trying to move forward from that but like in 2021 and right at this exact moment thank you new variant we're still very much in this pandemic especially if you're like in a setting like a hospital everyone's going to be wearing masks and it was just like season three pandemic pandemic season four started which i think you know came out in like october of last year which we were very much still in the age of the pandemic apparently was gone and you know a million little things go so i just thought that was really funny but overall they did the pandemic very well i clearly have a lot to say about the show because it is the most recent one i watched so it is like very fresh in my brain and then number three all the characters were very likable but they all had flaws and I think that is also, like, really important that it's not just, like, I mean, okay, obviously Maggie and Gary have flaws, but I still, like, they're overarching. Like, I'm, like, they can do no wrong, even though they obviously did, and I'll talk about that in a second. But, um, yeah, I think that was really great. Like, for example, I, you've seen the show, Eddie and Catherine's, I go back and went back and forth the whole series. Like, at the beginning, I was, like, oh, this is all Catherine's fault. And then, like, by season two, I was, like, actually love Catherine, Eddie, you suck. And then it went back again. By the end, I was like, actually, Catherine, you done goofed. So I think that was like, a good thing that it's like, you're you go back and forth. It's not just like, yeah, like, Eddie, you're an idiot. Like, it's totally, totally on you. I think it's like, it's on both of them. And I think that's real life. It's usually not if there's divorce or a breakup or whatever, like, just one, sometimes it is just one person's fault. Most of the time, there is a give and take there. And I think they did that really well. And yeah, all the storylines were done really well and they carried really well throughout. Um, But my one bottom thing is there were a couple of character things that were like really out of character, especially I feel like towards the end, like one of the characters up and moves to another country leaving her children. That did not really seem in character and or realistic. Like the, the one daughter was, you know, just graduated high school, which is fine. She's an adult she can live on her own other kids in like seventh grade and the mom just like up and leaves and leaves like some friends in charge of her kids which i was like that's a little out of character and unrealistic and then at the very beginning of season four end of season three gary does something real stupid 
it is very out of character and i don't want to give it away in case you haven't seen the show since it is so new but he did something real dumb so i was like that is very much out of character so i would we'll just say that um Overall, I would rate it a 10 out of 10. I would 100% recommend it. I, I really did love the show. I wasn't anticipating liking it as much as I did, but I flew through it, especially, like, I think I got through two seasons in, like, a couple months, like, during the semester, so I feel like that is, like, shines light on how I was really flying through it because I don't usually get to watch a lot of TV in the middle of the semester, and then I did end up finishing it over winter break, and, um... It is still running, so I probably won't rewatch the whole thing again before, you know, watching the new stuff when it comes out. Hopefully very soon. I did a quick Google search a couple nights ago when I finished it, and there's not a date, but they're only on a hiatus, which hopefully means they're coming back. It leads me to believe they're coming back, but you never know, so cross your fingers for that. Okay, so those were the shows I watched in their entirety for the most part on Netflix, Hulu, what have you, but... There were a couple things I watched as they were airing or bits and pieces of things that I would like to talk about. So I watched um, season two of The Morning Show, which I have a whole like recap of season one up, honestly, whenever it originally came out. It was a while ago. But um, I love The Morning Show. Again, with The Morning Show, I feel like they did the pandemic well but not as well. And I think it has to do too with the nature of the show because they're a news network what was making news in 2020 was the pandemic that was like basically all you heard about so I feel like it tracks that that's like a main theme in the show because you can't have a news network in 2020 and 2021 without the pandemic that's just life again it sucks but that's how it is so I think that that it, it played to that but it was also kind of like by the end you were like oh my gosh can we talk about something other than COVID because we're all living it I still loved it. I would, I'm still going to watch. They just got renewed for season three. So very excited about that. I will still continue to watch, but I'm hoping that I kind of hope they did what a million little things did that I just complained about. And suddenly the pandemic's not real in their world. I mean, obviously I know the pandemic is very real where we are right now um, in, you know, the real world, but I'm hoping it kind of fizzles out on the morning show because I'm kind of tired of seeing it <laughs> on that show. Just saying. Um, but yeah, it was really great, and I would totally recommend it. Um, I also watched the second season of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, which I am, like, 98% confident was in 2021, but may have been the end of 2020. But is that, I don't, I really don't think so, because I don't think they were able, they filmed the first season, it aired at the very beginning of the pandemic, so I was, like, quarantined watching the first season. You know, it's funny how we do time now, it's, like, pre-pandemic like very strict quarantine original pandemic like march through july of 2020 and then we have like just pandemic which was through like i don't even know now i guess but i feel like it was like a little bit i felt like post pandemic in 2021 just like a smidge but it's like not really post pandemic at all but that's i feel like how it felt so i feel like all how I measure time now is like pre-pandemic, during pandemic. At some point, hopefully we'll get to post-pandemic, which I feel like we're in like, well, we're in um, Panini part three, as one of my professors put. We're in season three. So I'm really kind of over it. So let's not renew the pandemic, please. Netflix, Hulu, all the things, we better drop it. We're over it. Anyways, that was totally unrelated to anything tangent. 
Zoe's, which I'm pretty sure I watched in 2021, but again, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure. Um, I honestly still really liked it. I know the ratings dropped a lot, and it didn't get picked up, which is very sad, because I still thought it was very good. I do agree that it wasn't as good as season one. Also, it had nothing to do with the pandemic, so I guess it was like a non-pandemic time, or like pre-pandemic, the way they were filming it, but it did come out... I really want to say early 2021, but like I said, I could be wrong, but I really enjoyed it. So if you haven't seen it, I do think it's still on Hulu season one and season two. I would recommend you go watch it because I do think it is, it's very good. It's um essentially this girl, this is, you find this out like the first 10 minutes. She goes to get like um an MRI and somehow can now hear people's thoughts in music. So it's like a musical TV show, which I really enjoyed, but a lot of the songs, there are a couple songs that are from you know, Broadway, but a lot of them are, like, pop songs, current songs, and I think, yeah, it's really good. They also did write out Lauren Graham because she was working on The Mighty Ducks, which was very sad to me, because she's honestly the reason I started watching the show, because Lauren Graham puts her name on anything I'm watching it. Also, she's coming out with, like, a part two to her memoir. It's like a completely different book, but it's also, like, a memoir. I'm so very excited for this. It doesn't come out till like, October or something, but I am ready, like, will be pre-ordering ASAP. Anyway, so you should go watch Zoe's if you haven't. Um, my best friend and I watched the second season of Trinkets, which we watched the first season when it came out. I remember virtually nothing from this show. Essentially, it's about these girls who have, like, a history in shoplifting, and they meet in this, like, support group for people who used to be shoplifters, I guess, and I don't remember a single storyline from this past season so it was pretty good like take it or leave it obviously I don't remember a lot so I don't think you need to like run to watch trinkets um I watched season one and two of good trouble which is the um sequel ish to the fosters it's like a sister show it's Mariana and Callie's like post living with um Steph and Lena like post graduating college kind of their lives they're living in this like communal living loft situation which is like kind of weird but very interesting and it has mostly new characters like you see Steph and Lena pop by and Jesus stops by but it's really mostly about Callie and Mariana and then you know the new people they meet I would recommend it I'm actually working my way through season three right now I just started season three last night I watched the first two seasons right after I finished the Fosters and then I don't know, I don't think season three was out yet, or it was like half out. And so I was waiting for it all to come out or something. And then I started watching a bunch of other things and got completely distracted away from it. It's pretty good. It's not as good as the Fosters, but if you watch the Fosters and like really like those core characters, like I would, I would recommend it. It's pretty good. Um, and then things that just kind of like aired reality TV wise over the last year. Um, the most recent season of Survivor I watched, I think I talked a little bit about that. Um, in my last episode, I'm thinking about doing a season wrap-up, maybe. I'm still toying with the idea because it has been over for, like, over a month. I'm like, or about a month. I'm like, mm, meh, maybe not. Um, I'm currently watching the most recent season of Project Runway, which is fantastic. I think there's, there's, like, five or six of them left. So, I think there's two or three weeks of the show before fashion week so I will definitely do a season recap of that when it's over I would say I would have done you know like a halfway point but it doesn't really make sense now 
and I watched like the first eight episodes when I was home for Christmas because I didn't have like a streaming platform for it and then I just bought a month of Peacock so I could watch them ending now that I'm back at school I, I don't have a tv and or cable but I have like a bunch of streaming services so I just bought it for like the month to finish it out maybe watch something else while I have it um I watched um half a little more than half of the most recent season of Big Brother, which I did talk about in the last episode. It just, like, fell off the map. I watched The MasterChef, Hell's Kitchen at the beginning of the year. I watched, I know, like, Spring Baking Championship. I didn't watch Halloween Baking Championship. And I watched, like, half of Holiday Baking Championship when I was home, but I never finished it. And like I said, I'm on cable, so I just was like, take it or leave it. I don't even care. Um, it's a good show to watch around the holidays, like, it's fun, but when the holidays are over, it's not, like, something I'm gonna, like, go back and be, like, well, I missed Holiday Baking Championship, let me go back and, like, rewatch that, like, take, again, take it or leave it. Um, I watched, I want to say there might have even been two seasons of The Great Food Check Race this year, and I think I watched both of them. Fun fact, the main guy from, um, Aloha Plate, which is the um, food truck from Hawaii. I met him while I was in Hawaii over the summer. That's just an interesting tidbit. I would have never recognized him, but my dad did. So my dad was like, that really looks like the guy from uh, Great Food Truck. Like, no way. That's him. Like, like that's not him. And then he walked by us a couple more times. He was staying at the same resort we were. And I was like, that might be him. And then I convinced my best friend to go ask him if it was him because I was sure as heck not going to do that because if it was not him, that would have been the most embarrassing moment of my life and I'd have drowned myself in the ocean. <laughs> not to be dramatic, but like that would have been so embarrassing. So <laughs> I was like, mm, absolutely not. But she asked him and it was him. Now I do have a picture with him, which is really funny. But you know, that's just my life. Um, and there were two seasons of Tough as Nails this year that I also did watch. Um, I want to say they were both, they were, like, cranking out Tough as Nails seasons. I think because Amazing Race was on such a long hiatus, Phil was like, what do I do with all my time? And so we just kept, like, producing and hosting more and more seasons of Tough as Nails. So I feel like that definitely happened. And then, yay, Amazing Race started last week, two weeks ago, because I watched two episodes. Um, and I'm very excited about that. That definitely started in 2022, but I don't even care. I'm going to talk about it because... Amazing Race is my, if you don't know, my favorite show of all time. It was genuinely, like, my first TV obsession was Amazing Race. Still is. Absolutely love it. Um, I'm so glad they're back. Very interesting. They started um, filming this, this season. They got, like, two episodes in. It was, like, the end of February 2020, and they were in, I don't know, England or Scotland or somewhere in Europe, and they were like, we cannot proceed with a race around the world in this global pandemic. So they sent them all home. And then they came back um, maybe in, like, October of 2021, maybe, like, a little earlier than that, which I still am, like, how the heck did they do that? I mean, I'm sure, like, masks and everything, because I, I haven't seen that's where they left off as they, they just brought everyone back to proceed. So I must obviously assuming, like, it's going to be a really strict COVID protocols, like, testing and all of that and making sure everyone is safe. But I'm very interested to see how that goes. So um, it has been almost 45 minutes. So I am going to wrap this up here with my TV shows of 2021. Thank you so much for listening. My next episode will either be an Amazing Race recap of a couple weeks. That is definitely something I'm planning on doing, or it will be part three of this New Year's series. Not sure which one will come first, but stay tuned for both of those things coming very, very soon. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.